18 after 11 o'clock. You're listening there. Summer Vibe and Patiently by Manana. He is on the line. Manana, good morning to you. Thank you so much for making time to spend with us this Friday. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, you're, you're 20. Are you, you, are you still 27 or are you 28 now? I'm 28 now. All right. So 28, still quite a a young person that is really rising up in the music industry. What an incredible journey you've had so far. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a a slow and steady journey. Um, But yeah, we're still going. Well, you've won a Grammy at 28. I don't know if it's been slow. I mean, look, that that is a great opportunity. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot that I w- I'd like to accomplish. So, you know, it's still, for me, it's it's just the beginning. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Born in Eswatini, how does the journey unfold from there on? Yeah, from there, I spent a few years of schooling in Swaziland. And then I moved to the Drakensberg Boys Choir School, where I schooled there for a few years. Mm. Um, after that, um, went to school in Cape Town, joined the, the South African Youth Choir there. And then from there, I went and studied music at the University of Cape Town. So I guess um, in many ways, study. yeah, yeah. I guess in many ways, yeah. music has, has always been around you. Yes, it was always the plan from the, from the beginning. Um, so it's kind of, I almost didn't have a choice, you could say. Mm. Talk to me about the experience of, of going to uh, Drakensberg, being part of the Drakensberg Boys Choir as well, um, and, and what that did for your appetite for music, the kind of sounds that, that you enjoyed. I think from the moment I, I got there, um, the, the plan was always going to be music and the opportunities that we had to perform with different artists, um, the music that we were learning, the training that I got, without it, I wouldn't be here. Um, and from there, honestly, because we, we used to perform so regularly, it got me used to the idea of performing in front of crowds. Mm. So that, you know, gave me the skill set I need to perform um, without necessarily being nervous for most of the time. Um, and then also just being exposed to, to, to people who are skilled in what they do obviously helped me improve my, my skills, singing, playing piano, whatever it was. The school was very serious about um you know, making sure that you were diligent in, in, in all of that. Is, is music something that has been part of your family? Do you have uh, musicians in, in your family? No, no, I'm, I'm actually the only one. I'm oh, really? One. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 so how did it yeah. come up? How did it come up initially? Talk to me about that process, especially, you know, uh, then making the decision to fully commit to music uh, through just going th- to the Drakensberg, Drakensberg Boys High. Yeah, so essentially, essentially after um, the Drakensberg Boys Class School came for a tour in Swaziland, my mother heard the choir and asked me if I'd be interested. Mm. Um, I said yes. Um, and that's when it all started for me. I auditioned, I got in, um, and my parents were very supportive and pushed me down the yeah, the, the music route. And by the time I got to university, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and music was the only option. So um, they supported that. They've been supportive of that. And yeah, and that's the situation. So, so who are the musicians that you have grown up listening to? Um, I mean, a combination of, of musicians. Mm. Um, 
when when we were in choir school, they obviously wanted us to learn everything harmony related in our context. So lately, since like Mabazo was always something that was playing um, a lot of R&B for my brother, so music soul child, Maxwell. Um, yeah, and then recently, a, a lot of artists that I admire, Emark, and um, yeah, like that. Uh, I, I, when one listens to your song, there is, of course, uh, a very clear R&B sound to it. Uh, was was that intentional? Is that the genre, if I can put it that way, that that, that you're focusing on now? Um, that, that was intentional, mm. um, but I'm not so sure if it's the genre I'm focusing on. I think it's just what ends up coming out when I'm writing the music and I'm producing it. Um, obviously, my influences are heavily scooped in R&B and in jazz because that's what I studied. Um, but yeah, it just feels natural. So that's exactly what it comes out. You've had the opportunity of working with many other artists. Some of them are, you know, really superstars in South Africa and and on the continent. Tell me about just the journey of being able to approach different people, what goes into these projects, and, and is there anything in particular that informs who you will work with? Um, no, not not really. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to work with whoever was willing to work with me. Um, that, that's how it's come up in the, in the last few years. Um, I'd get a call from someone saying, yo, this artist is interested in working with you on a song that they're doing for their project. And um, I have the opportunity to get into the room with them and, and write with them and do that. Um, so that's essentially for me the, the, the way that I like to work. You know, it's, it's always nice to, to, to collaborate with other people, but it's nicer if they would like to collaborate with you as well. Mm. So yeah, that's the, mm. uh, yeah. You, you, you're not only skilled in singing, but, but also in, in the songwriting uh, aspect. Which one is more difficult, Manana? Um, I mean, look, I, I've been singing since I was young, and it, it, I sang before I had training. Mm. Um, so when, when I started receiving training, it felt easier and natural, where songwriting has kind of been a journey of discovery where you kind of, you know, you throw things and miss and you, you try something and it doesn't work. You try something and it does work. So it's kind of been, um, you know, a back and forth, I guess. So I'd say the songwriting element is a little trickier. And you've written songs for artists like Amifaku, Amanda Black, Saudi Soul. It's a very diverse group of group of artists that you've had the opportunity of working with. Yes, um, they, they're really such nice artists. I mean, all these artists that you mentioned, I admire, and I've had, I actually um, had the aspiration to work with them even before any of the calls came in. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, the privilege of being able to, I mean, the their openness has given me the privilege to work with them. And also just because of the fact that I'm so interested in so much a different type of music as far as genre is concerned, I've been able to kind of find a place in each space. Let's talk about the song that, of course, um, got you part of the Grammy winning that that made sure that you would be part of the Grammy winning a list of, of 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 singers and the journey of putting that together. I mean, I'm sure when you're putting it together, you had no idea that this is where it would end up. Well, yeah, definitely not. Um, I had uh, again another call from the the, the feature artist on the song, Salty Soul. They were in South Africa working on music for their project, their album, and um, asked if I could come through, and I was very excited. I spent a few weeks with them, 
um, and we wrote some songs for their album, wrote some songs for the Burner Boy album, as it turns out. Um, and that's how the song ended up being on the on the project. And jokingly, one of the writers that was in the room, Bien, um, said that this song is going to win us a Grammy. And obviously, everyone laughed and chuckled. Um, <laughs> and then a few months later, it was a reality. Yeah, not so funny now, I guess, is, is, is the moment, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're listening to the Friday Wind Down. Our guest for this morning is uh, Manana, who is uh, a musician. He's a songwriter. And like I said, somebody who's actually doing really well. He says the journey has been slow and steady. But when you look at um, the, the kind of artists he's had the opportunity of working with, the fact that one of the projects he's been part of is has already won a Grammy, I wouldn't quite say that it's been slow. And Manana, I, I must also say... Just just let me double check first. Are you on the line? Can you hear me loud and clear? Yes, yes, I'm on the line. Okay, I great. I must say that um, one of our presenters here on SAFM uh, said I should make sure to tell you that he is such a big fan of yours. The first, uh, after I talked about it this morning and said we're going to have you on the show, uh, Oliver Dixon immediately sent me a message, sent me a WhatsApp. He says, I'm such a big Manana fa- fan. Please tell him, make sure he knows how much I listen and love his music. So, um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've heard the message loud and clear. Yeah, that's just, I've got another one here. Uh, who's uh, also somebody else who's just saying, wow, brilliant music. Thank you. Halala to uh, the brother that you have on on the line there. You you know, given the fact that you started in music at, at such a young age, what would you say some of the biggest challenges you've encountered along the way has been? And I don't know. Uh, you know, the kind of preparation that being in a school like Drakensberg would the kind of preparation that you would have been part of or perhaps even privy to as somebody who would then have a career in in this field? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously after studying, um, the goal was always to go into, into this field. But I think that there's not very much that lecturers and teachers can do to prepare you for the industry side of, of, the, of music. Um, the biggest challenge has probably been that it's, it's, it's the fact that, you know, everything within the industry, you know, costs money to do as well. To make music costs money, to put on a show it costs money, you know. So I think just navigating that space is, is, has been probably the biggest challenge. And then also not making what, what some would consider, you know, commercial um, and the most popular musical genre in South Africa. It means that every now and then, um, you know, you don't necessarily get... Um, the, the love, if you will, if you can call it that, that you know other artists get, which which can be tricky, but something that I found um, a comfortable fan base and, and home as well. You're not you're not the only artist to raise that that issue with us. That um, often you have such specific music and sounds that are mainstreamed in this country that it almost shuts everybody else who's producing good music but not necessarily what is considered to be part of that sound, uh, almost shut out of, 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 of some of the channels of, of access, including things like how much your songs get played on radio. Yeah, you know, it's obviously the, the, it's, it's one of the things that we struggle with. Um, but honestly, when you look at everyone else's life and careers, there's always going to be a challenge. Um, so 
I think I think it's something that we have a challenge with. But we're we're now with um, streaming and and the internet and social media being able to be exposed to different um, audiences even within our context and outside of our continent as well. Um, so it's 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 not all doom and gloom. So what do you then find yourself having to do, especially if you want to get your music out there? Um, it's you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily have the answer for that. Um, but my my first uh, answer to that is always make sure that the music is good. You know, if the music is good, I know that people here in South Africa on the continent will will be attracted to it. And then from that that point, um, it, it then becomes easy for the music to be exportable as well. Um, so yeah, um, I'd say make sure the music is good, and then. From that, from that place, you can, you know, put your efforts into exporting the sound. Working with other artists on the continent, what do, you, what, what would you say that has done um, for your exposure and your music uh, in different countries? And I wonder if you find that, um, you know, you find that your music perhaps is played more, enjoyed more elsewhere on the continent than it is in in South Africa. Um, you know, working with other artists has opened me up to just see how they also run things in different parts of the world. Um, the best way to approach, you know, radio stations, the best way to approach people and playlists and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, I think the, the, the easiest way that we have found for our music to be heard outside the country is through Spotify and Apple and all those kind of platforms. Um, and when you're working with artists that are from there, I think um, the country is more receptive to you as an artist as well. So that's that's exactly you know kind of that was I guess the plan, whether indirectly or directly, um, that's been the result as well um, of working with artists outside of the the country. Wow, really insightful there. Uh, let me go to William. William, you're calling us from George. Hello. Good morning, Kathy and Manana. Um, I'll get back to Manana just now, Kathy. I just want to say uh, first of all. I don't know what it is, but the whole morning I've been feeling very light-headed mm. Mm. And, 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 and felt as if I was going to faint any moment. So I, I, I was just wondering whether you visited uh, some goma or what you are drinking <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, William. William, 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 you couldn't resist, could you? I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. You're going to get us into trouble with Advocate Defo. Behave, William, behave. <laughs> Manana, no, thank you very much uh, for the music that has been played. What I particularly enjoyed was the harmony. And I was just wondering, uh, because you were with the Drakensberg Boys Choir for some years, whether that perhaps had an influence on 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 your harmonic sound. Yes, thank you so much, uh, William, for that uh, question. Yes, that's exactly true. Um, I always tell people that my understanding of harmony and the usage of harmony. Um, yes. comes from the choral background that that, that I had in the Drakensberg. Okay. Um, that means that I'm able to, you know, use harmony and and um, utilize it in a way I think that other yeah. people maybe struggle with or, or yeah. don't, just simply because of their choral background, yeah. Okay. And then just 
something else. I wasn't going to mention this, but now while I was holding on, you you talked about it. Is 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 finding a space, uh, if I can put it within the clutter of so much music in South Africa. Um, uh, what I've noticed with Afrikaans music is that 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 you you still have your very good artists, but the there are so many artists, and what what they actually do is is they go for the populist and actually superficial type of music. Um, mm. And and and, and uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts about that would be because it seems to me a great danger to the quality of our music. All right, all right, William. Uh, thanks for that call, uh, William. Out in George, Manana. Yes. Do, do you want to respond to to that question of his? And he he's asking about, um, you know, effectively music that is mainstreamed, and he, he says sometimes can also be uh, quite superficial. And and he talks about oh, yes. um, what that does for the quality of of music, right? That you know, if you've got two drums and it feels like we can dance to it then you know mm-hmm. let's 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 kind of make it a hit whereas there's yeah. a lot more to music and different types mm-hmm. of music than that yeah to be honest i think um i, I hear what william is saying but I, um i i think the truth is um for me the, the difference between like you know popular and i guess flash in the pan music is that it it has its place um you know, everyone does want to dance and have a good time. And good music, um, for me, is it has to stand the test of time. And quality music, you know, will be here for a while. And I find comfort in that, that it doesn't necessarily have to be the most popular. Um, but the goal should be that in, in a few years, it's still relevant, it's still beautiful. Um, and I think that should be the reward of those who feel as though they make good music but aren't getting the commercial recognition that they feel they deserve. Um yeah, I think that, I don't know mm. if I answered the question, but mm. that's my thought. Manana, let's talk about then some of the projects that you're currently working on. Yes, I'm actually right now in the process of making my um, my album, my first album. Wow, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so we're working on that right now. Mm. Um, and yeah, working with different artists for their projects as well, you know. On the on the low, so I'm writing for different people also as well. So so when can we expect your album to be out? No pressure, no pressure. Oof. I think I think um a year a year out from now mm. is probably the best time. I, I imagine that you want to make it special enough for it to be the only thing we're talking about when it is finally released. Yes, yes, exactly, and I want to make sure that the quality is good enough as well. Yeah, and, and in the meantime, yeah. for for people who are interested in following you, following your performances, um, uh, will are you doing any live performances currently? Yes, I'll be going to Swaziland next week, actually, um, on the sixth of August, and then I will be in Pretoria on the nineteenth of August. All right, and and just give us your your social media platform handles. Um, you can find me at, on Instagram at, at @officialmanana, and on Twitter at, at @officialmanana, and on Facebook you can look for Manana Music.
All right, fantastic. Manana, let me thank you so much for coming onto the show today, sharing a part of your story. And we certainly wish you the best in as far as uh, your journey in music is concerned. We're looking forward to that album, even though we're still going to wait a little bit longer uh, for it. But in the meantime, you heard um, some of the platforms that you can get in touch with, uh, that you can use rather, uh, to get in touch with Manana on. 